Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Astrologer Bill Atride radio show. This is the first show, and my name is Bill Atride. Today is March 30th, 2017, uh, and I'm broadcasting here to you from New York City. Uh, what I thought I'd do today for the first show is consider um, the recent past uh, and the present circumstances and the near future in terms of what we're experiencing here on Earth in terms of the astrological conditions that might better explain what we have before us. Um, I hope to do this both in terms of looking at the general picture, what we call transits to transits, and that's how the planets are lining up there in the heavens amongst themselves, setting certain themes in motion that we are all experience in a way simultaneously, but of course it varies depending upon who we are and our position in the world. And then burrow down and look at more specific examples by looking at individual charts of either entities like companies or countries, and of course individuals like leaders of countries or what have you, uh, to see what, what we call transits the natal, what those particular aspects might be that are influencing those groups or in entities or individuals at this time as well. I thought I would just talk for a while here, uh, and I see some of you already are calling in, so that's great. And uh, at some point I will go to the phones and bring people in to ask questions. And again, um, you may certainly ask a question about what I'm talking about today and, and explaining something in more detail or bringing in some side issue that I may not have addressed that could be a link to something uh, I had mentioned earlier. Or you may certainly ask a question about yourself. And if you do so, I, I do ask that you at least give me your first name uh, and uh, date of birth and place of birth. And if you have a time of birth, and then I would be happy to answer a question or two for you. I don't think I can answer that, m that many questions, but I certainly would answer a question about a relationship matter or about a career matter or things like that. Um, and, of course, uh, be well advised, as I know you do know, uh, that this will be all on the air, so um, be discreet in terms of your questions and topics when asking those questions, okay? So I thought I'd begin today, um, as I said, by doing this overview and explaining how it is we approach astrology in terms of this general kind of forecasting, looking at the heavens and seeing what energies prevail for us all at any one time, and to just look at this historically by seeing what we came through in 2016, uh, what is again before us here in 2017, and take a peek ahead to 2018 and a little beyond to see where this all might be headed. So again, as I just mentioned, the, the overall conditions that we see prevailing at any one time in astrology is a combination of two factors for any individual or group or greater association going through that. There is sort of what we would call the, the general astrological weather, what we're all dealing with in terms of planetary alignments up there, one to another, what are called transits to transits. Um, and then we have, for each of us in our own charts, um, those planets as they move around will align in our charts, which are just sort of maps of the solar system. And as uh, influences come to bear, each of, us are, each of us individually and collectively will experience these sort of individual uh, energies that are affecting and pulling and pushing upon us in terms of our development. In looking at the overall general conditions, we, we actually in astrology break these into three definite types, or that's what has been practiced for, by many astrologers, and that we look at the three outer planets, those are the planets beyond Saturn of Uranus and Neptune and Pluto, as being these 
special significators of our evolutionary development, of how we become more than our mere conditioning. And Uranus being the first planet beyond Saturn, the planet that rules reality, indicating that one of the first steps, of course, is to free our minds, to have more encompassing understanding, uh, a greater critical thinking, and free ourselves from uh, encumbrances that we move through levels of understanding, but then we have to break through that level to a greater level, and so on. And so Uranus represents that innovative energy of of being thinking outside the box and being a very creative thinker and a mind that's freed from constraints, um, it's now progressing or moving through the sign of Aries uh, from 2010 to 2019. Interesting, the last time it was going through Aries was, also, was 1927 through 1935. Um, then the next planet out that weaves in and out along with Uranus influencing the sort of long-wave evolutionary triad, we would call it, is the planet Neptune. Um, and that planet now is presently moving through its own sign of Pisces from 2012 to 2026. And the last time it was there was 1848 to 1862. So it's been a long time. Um, and then finally, we look at the interweavings of the third body here, and that's the planet Pluto, which is the planet that I say is the element of what we call our will or centered will. It is presently moving through Capricorn from 2008 to 2024. And the last time it did this was 1762 to 1778. It's interesting in how these three bodies, uh, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto, their orbits are multiples of one another. So Uranus gets around the solar system in roughly 84 years, then Neptune about twice that in 164 years, and then again, tripling on Uranus, uh, for the one, two, three, Pluto gets around the heavens in about 245 years. Um, and yet we also look at their weaving with one another to see what particular long-wave phenomena we're dealing with. That's the evolutionary triad. And the principal one we have been addressing or dealing with uh, since back in 2008 was building in, but really coming to a focus in 2011-12 and really mostly finishing in 2016, but because planets are standing resonance to one another and other planets transiting over those points in space can sort of re-elicit their sort of vibration one to another. I would argue that we're still experiencing here because Uranus and Pluto haven't pulled that far apart from their exact square that they formed from 2012 to 2016. They're still forming that aspect somewhat here in 2017. So it, it continues for these many years. Uh, and this, along with the fact that the planet Pluto itself is going through Capricorn, has been the major aspect of this decade. Um, and with Pluto going through Capricorn, which is the sign of institutions and realities and the structures of life that we depend upon, all the hard work we put into creating our culture, whether it be educationally and in educational institutions or religious structures, economic structures and businesses and governmental structures, uh, all I think would have to acknowledge who have been watching the news and experiencing life for the last many years, that there's been a significant uh, challenge to the status quo uh, taking place around the world since 2008. Uh, and the, the good or bad news is that we're only halfway through this because Pluto doesn't leave Capricorn uh, now until we get to 2024. Um, 
And so it's a long process, but this, the similar times in history are quite interesting. The, the last time uh, Pluto went through Capricorn was 1762 to 1778. That was the end of an age, the beginning of a new one, as I say it, in terms of uh, the breaking down of a monocle system and the rise of parliamentary democracies and a new kind of economic and cultural life and a new kind of human was created in this new relationship to the meaning of life and power centers and the economy. We go back, the next cycle before that was 1516 to 1532. That was the Reformation in Europe, the breaking of the one Catholic Church, the, the fall of the feudal system, the rise of absolute monarchies, and again, a new experience of humans relating one to another and to their culture, to their economic structures, to their political structures ensued. And so what we are merely going through now here, though it's not mere, is a end of an age and the beginning of a new one. Things will fall apart now, as they must. But just, just like our forebears and ancestors in the 1700s and the 1500s got through this time, so shall we. But what we must try to do is preserve and protect what is of essence our, our truth and development and our, our, our hard-won efforts in terms of culture and understanding and pass them on to the future. But we have to let go of those outworn structures and forms of expression and old centers of power will be eroded. Of course, what happens in a time like this is that those who have power and, and wield power within the old system will do what they can to resist change and double down on their power, as they will and, and can, and other forces that are contending, the new rising centers of power or influence or understanding, will contend with them. And so we might have extremes breaking out on both the conserving forces and the revolutionary forces, one could argue. And that certainly has been this dynamic of Uranus and Pluto, which Uranus is about freedom, independence, and originality, the free mind. And it's a, known to being a revolutionary planet. And Pluto more about the will and power and how we execute it, whether we're trying to be forces of conservation or forces of transformation, equally could be steered in a very middle pathway or it could go to its extremes. Um, and so we see ourselves being pulled hither and on by these energies over this period. Um, and, and so what is going to come after this period of Pluto going through Capricorn and aligning with Uranus? Well, the next phase for Pluto will be starting in 2024, running until 2044 when it goes into Aquarius. And the last time that occurred was back in, uh, in uh, 1777 uh, on up to 1798. And, of course, if you look back at that time, though the difficulties that preceded that were strong, that was during the War of Our Independence, certainly, and that was during the Revolution in France, and that was the rise of the dictatorship of Napoleon and many other things. So uh, I'm not thinking and believing, but I'm hoping that this time of Aquarius can be a time of when the new order begins and hopefully can begin with less disruptions than previous. And of course, we can always hope and count on that humans have evolved and we have more understanding and more connectivity and can share our insights with one another and hopefully avoid some of the pitfalls that our ancestors fell into with such powerful change. Um, but it certainly would be uh, uh, not un, un, unlikely that there could be great disruptions uh, in the coming decade as well as we go through these changes that Pluto and, and Aquarius will bring. So, so that's the major 
theme that's been evolving here that's been developing and holding sway in our world. But then we look at the second level down, which is what we call the mid-wave or crystallizing energies that are ruled by Saturn. And this is how Saturn is interwoven with uh, the three outer planets, that is with Uranus and Neptune and Pluto. And as it lines up, it, it provides sort of, a, a, sort of a, a counterpoint to whether the changing and transforming energies are moving more easily or more with effort. Um, the most recent alignment here for us that we've already come through was the Saturn opposition to Uranus from 2008 to 2010. And the previous time for that was 1965 to 67. Um, and it certainly that was, along with the Saturn to Neptune aspect that was occurring right before then, that certainly was the demarcation of a, a, a breakdown in terms of the economy and culture that we were witnessing at that point quite strongly in terms of the, the Great Recession that we all remember and went through and the world went through that led to all these sort of a precipitation of greater shocks taking place uh, for the world. So what we can look for right now is that here from late 2016 into 17, Saturn and Uranus have moved on with one another, and now they're forming a more helpful or easy transit to one another. It's called the, the trine. It's 120 degrees apart, so one-third the circle. And that should help in some fashion to ease our struggle between old ways and new ideas. Again, Saturn, the old structures, and Uranus, the new ideas. Um, and so there is the possibility of some kind of meeting of minds and hearts during this period where people may cooperate rather than, than get locked into one way or the other. They may see a, a third way through of combining something old and something new and solving certain problems is what we can hope for. The second mid-wave or crystallizing energy we've been grappling with here, and this was again in effect from 2015 to 16, and the, the last time was 1979 to 80, um, is the Saturn-Neptune waning square. Um, and so this is a time when our orders and dreams or order and compassion are being activated because Saturn is reality and Neptune is the dream. Uh, and so the defining sub-theme of this past political cultural year of our discontent, you might say, um, we are experiencing this waning square from, it happened between fall 2015 to fall 2016. Um, the cycle actually began in 1989 when Saturn and Neptune came together. Uh, they, the previous time they came together was 1952 into 53. And what's striking about that is the Saturn-Neptune cycle deals with the principle of our ordering of life, Saturn, and our idealism. It's about reality and utopias. Um, and so we could look at this and say, well, the conjunction in 89 um, sort of paralleled what happened in 52 and 17. It really does sort of uh, time out the unfoldment of the USSR when it was founded in 1917 and then Stalin's death in 52-53 and the Cold War escalating. And then in 1989, the USSR ended. In this most recent iteration, the 89 conjunction, again, the beginning of the cycle when Saturn catches up to Neptune, they came to their, uh, their square, their waxing square in 98-99. That was exactly when Russia almost collapsed after the USSR and Putin came in. And that was when we had the euro being agreed to. And also we had in our own country, that was when Clinton was facing impeachment, which didn't, didn't happen. He, he, we came out of that. Um, and yet the, the country was quite shook up by all those experiences. 
flash forward to, to the period that we've just come through, uh, prior to this period, 2006 to 7, that was Saturn opposite Neptune. And this often corresponds where reality encounters the dream or fantasy and something is popped, like a bubble is popped. And that was certainly when the bubble came undone in terms of the debt inflation and mortgage crisis really started to unfold in 2006 and 7. Florida and California mortgages going through their crises and leading to the meltdown of 2008 and 9, and the rise and beginning of the rise along with that Saturn-Uranus cycle of the Tea Party, and also was the seeds being sown at that period for ISIS. Okay, all in that period. Then go to the period we've just concluded from 2015 to 16. That's the waning square. And here we face the crisis in the euro, the fracturing of parties, which is often accompanied by recessions. Um, ISIS is on the march, certainly. Brexit exit is happening. And other similar times in our history were 1979 to 80. Well, that was the, the end of the Carter years and the election of, of Ronald Reagan. And certainly the country was going through stagflation there and great disenchantment with existing conditions. In 44, 45, it was the realignment subsequent to the end of World War II uh, and, and the beginnings of the beginnings of the, of, the, of the next phase of the Cold War or the Cold War beginning. Um, and so it's kind of striking how these these alignments of these, these two planets with one another has had an interesting tie to various historical trends along with Saturn to Uranus. Um, so then we, we go into the next level uh, of what is occurring, and that is more the shortwave growth phenomena energies, these pulses that are provided by the planet Jupiter, again, lining up with the four previous planets with, with Saturn and Uranus and Neptune and also Pluto. And so currently, uh, what we're dealing with here is that these three long evolutionary waves, Pluto, Neptune, and Uranus, and that mid-wave crystallizing energy, Saturn, um, reveal how new structures, and, which is Saturn, and new ideas or, or visions or inspiration and will involve and evolve in our world. Right now, Jupiter is in uh, Libra. Well, I don't know what happened there, but, but here I am. And the, 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 the alignments of Jupiter with uh, Saturn and Uranus and Neptune and Pluto uh, provide these pulses of energy that can then can provide certain growth phenomena or crises in growth phenomena. And, and the currently what we're dealing with in our shortwave growth phenomena um, is that um, most recently the alignments that we're faced with right now is Jupiter aligning with Pluto, which is the waning square, um, which is really a struggle between truth, Jupiter, and our sacred space or right versus might. And, and so we do see happening out in the public sphere and in individual lives now, this question about what one believes and then how one exercises that in terms of trying to exercise control and or self-control versus feeling that one is being controlled by others and having to respect each other's spaces and not impose truth, but try to elicit greater understanding would be key. And then secondly, Jupiter is, has been moving in opposition to Uranus all this year, and that's the second major theme of 2017. And that is, again, the, the opposition leads to an awareness of how do we balance in our life our, our belief systems, our truths, and the, and, and the understanding of freedom and liberation in our life. And again, we all want to follow our truth. But again, if we are uh, wanting to be free, 
uh, in an absolute sense, that may be a very unfree thing for another. We have to build spaces of understanding whereby each one, each individual or groups are within that under, uh, association are able to fulfill their destiny and their purpose in, in, in meaningful ways. And that's, so therefore we balance out the pursuit of truth and the pursuit of, fee, uh, of freedom and keep them in balance one to another. What is coming up here at the end of this year and then through 2000 into 18 is a quite wonderful alignment then of Jupiter to Neptune. Uh, because it's the trine, it's more more building in a, in a positive way. And that is the combination of our sense of our truth and our compassion. And that can provide a great deal of inspiration for, for spiritual life, for artistic life, for the general social world in terms of our coming to some better understanding about how our relationships one to another should be governed by our understanding and compassion for and to one another. And then just looking a little head, or further ahead for Jupiter, because it is one of the major uh, principles that astrologers have used for, for a very long time in understanding the cycling of cultures and economies, is looking at the Jupiter-Saturn relationship. Um, and so we, we just came through their waning square leading to their next conjunction. Uh, their waning square was in 2015 to 16. Uh, and that cycle had begun in the year 2000. And before that was 8081. And before that uh, was 1960-61. The next great cycle of Jupiter and Saturn, which is this how we grow within forms and don't go too far, overexpand or overly be overly serious or fearful or, or doubtful and contract over much. How do we balance out our need for growth and our need for security is the Jupiter-Saturn dynamic. Um, they will form together in 2020, but it's quite exceptional because they're now going to be moving into the next series of alignments in a particular element. Um, they go through the series of roughly uh, 200 years of being in a particular element. So they were in the signs of water from 1425 to 1663. And I've sort of called that the age of faith. Uh, the previous, then they went through the age of fire that was 1663 to 1842. And that was sort of the age of explorations. And then from 1842 running till 2020, uh, is the age of earth or the age of manifestation, dealing with earthy things. And now we move into air from 2020 to 2219. And I am calling that, or many are calling that, the age of idealization, moving into air and thought forms. Um, I, I, I know I said before, I'd like to move now to looking at the transits to particular charts, um, looking at transits to natal, but I see some of you have been waiting on the phone there for quite some time, and I don't want to keep you waiting any longer than necessary. So maybe we'll, we'll pivot now, and I'll listen, I'll talk to a couple of you on the phone here on air, um, and then maybe go back to what I was considering for the second part of the show and looking at these transits to the USA chart and to maybe Donald Trump's chart and then to Putin and to China and, and so on. We'll see what we can accomplish. And of course, I'm planning on doing this on a very regular basis. So whatever we don't get to today, there are many, many topics I do wish and want to discuss and, and we'll see what comes up. But let's, let's take the first caller in the list here and, and give them a chance to ask a question. So here we go. Unmuted. Hello. Hello. Hello, this is Bill. Hi, this is Jill. Hi, Jill. Hi, Jill. Would you look at my chart, please? I can look at your, chart. Look at your um, chart. Can you just give me a moment while I 
get to my computer yeah, here. Thank you for all of that information you just gave us. Yeah, it's it's sort of a recap of what I've been blogging about for a number of years. And I thought I'd just start off with this sort of overview of what I've done already and then go on to more and more new material. So I hope that was that was clear, but yes. I know it was a lot. It was very dense, I know. <laughs> so, so anyways, what's your birthday, Jill? December 17th, 1960. Okay. And do you know what your time of birth? 7.45 a.m. Okay, and the place of birth? Waukegan, Illinois, W-A-U-K-E-G-A-N. Okay, Illinois. Illinois. Yes. Okay, all right, okay, hold on one second. Come on, computer. It's always challenging. There we go. Okay, I've got you. So, um, what is your question for me? If anything, like, significant jumps out at you, I just made, like, a major life change, say, gosh, a year and four months ago or something like that. And how do you, I mean, I don't know how it's going to play out. I left everything and moved to start all over. Okay, well, um, there are two, there are many indicators in a chart, all these different wheels within wheels of planets moving around, both in terms of what are called the transits, the outer phenomena, I like to describe it as, and then the the inner life unfolding shown by what we call in astrology progressions. And what's striking about your chart, um, you know you're a double Sag with Capricorn rising, you know that? Um, and, And all those planets in the 12th house there, and what just occurred in the last many months is your progressed moon, that inner measure of life, came into your first house. And that means it's time now for you to make a new statement of yourself in the world. Uh, you, this is a change that you haven't made for, let's say, 27 years like this, let's argue, something like that. And so truly a new life is, has begun on one level, and yet at the end of this year, beginning of 2018, the Saturn, the planet Saturn outwardly transiting, also now moving through your 12th house, will come into your first house. And that will commence a new 29-year cycle of your life also outwardly. So you are quite right to say that changes that you are in the midst of, that you've made and are making, you haven't made changes like this in perhaps almost 30 years. Okay. <laughs> and, and it is truly time to see that it's my opportunity now that the most important thing in life is the first thing we do, how we start the day and start the week and, as I say, make our presence known. And you are going through a makeover. You're remaking, you're restating yourself to the world. And it's all, what's most important um, is your attitude and your intention behind everything else that you're doing here. But then it flows out into real changes you'll make in terms of, yes, where I live, what my intentions are with my life and what I'm going to do with my life. But you, you are in a remarkable period here. Um, and I'm sure there's a lot of change going on. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, so you, you made a physical move as well as you're changing certain activities and things you're engaged in, I'm, I'm sure, as well, correct? Yes. Okay. Okay. Is there anything more you need with that or something else? Or? Yeah, because that last, whatever, 27 years was just like, just abuse, constant abuse. Okay. 
Um, well, again, again, one of the challenges we face in our chart um, can come about by its configuration and what we're here to go through. And when you're when you have both your sun and your moon in the twelfth house, the last house of the chart. It indicates that part of the soul's journey is to go deep within itself to figure out who it really is. But to bring that about, it will go through episodes or periods of feeling as if it's even imprisoned in some way, spiritually, socially, or, or literally, literally imprisoned. Um, and it, that, was, that was the journey for the soul to come to a greater understanding and step out and be reborn. And the Given the work you did and have been doing, this would indicate that now you're going to have proof positive that you've done what you could, given what you applied yourself to, and now a new life is before you. And it's most important that you hold your consciousness, your attitude, your intention in as best a framework as possible to create this new life with the, creating the best kind of outcome for it. Okay. Okay? Yes. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> um, I, I have to go on to another caller now, so but I, Thank but I hope you that helps. Thank you so, so and if, much. And if you want, you can stay in touch with me and just shoot me an email, and, and we can continue at some point. Okay, Jill? Okay, Jill. Okay, thank you. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. Bye-bye. 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 Okay, caller number two. <laughs> Who is this? Hi, it's um, Amira. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. Who, who is this? Amira. Amira. Okay. Yeah. And do you have a question for me, Amira, or do you want to ask a question or about what I said earlier or about yourself? I'd like to give you my chart info, and thank you for all of the information earlier. It was incredible. Okay, sure. Okay, so it's Amir. Um, and what's your birth date? Uh, March. And the year? 1980. 80. And do you know the time? I do. Um, 1.29 a.m. And the place? Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Okay. And there we go. And what is your question for me? Mm, okay. Let's see where I start. <laughs> Maybe you can see that I've been kind of rocking and rolling for a little bit. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, with transits, and it's just been pretty hard, like, the past, I would say, five years. Um, the past five years. Well, okay. Go on. <laughs> Go ahead. Why would you say? Well, longer. I'm trying to... I'm well, trying to well no, like just, just, you know, that that's that's a long period of, of the, like you say, rocking and rolling, and one want to take a look and see why. But, okay. Go ahead. And... Yeah, and um, I guess specifically I'd like to look at, um, like, career. Um, I would like to go into my, like, own thing, basically. And mm-hmm. um, I want to see what the likelihood of that is, um, just basically spearheading my own creative. Um, I'm in a corporate position now. That's not right. really, you know, my thing. Um so, you know, I've just been pushing really, really, really hard. It's just very okay. unlucky. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> well, in, in terms of um, both the timing of your chart and then this 
specific question you asked. Um, the, the, the last several years, you were having Saturn transit through your 12th house, which is a time of ending and reaping and facing sort of judgments, which we're not supposed to judge ourselves. We're just supposed to learn from those lessons and say it's all good and then hold on to the, what we sort of harvest the fruit and, and leave behind the rest. And it was yeah. this last year that Saturn moved into your first house and you're meant to start redefining again who you are in the world and calling yourself something new over these mm-hmm. next several years, last year, mm-hmm. this year, next year even. So it's a several year process. But for mm-hmm. the last two and a half, three years, it seems to me, your progress moon has been going mm-hmm. to the second house of the chart, which is the house of values and resources and our talents and abilities. And what mm-hmm. the universe was asking you to do was to reexamine what is my value? What are my talents? What am I good at and good for? And to begin yeah. to flex your muscles and find uh, a new connection to old resources or discover new resources and come to understand mm-hmm. better the value of yourself. And it's yeah. in the next month, it's now moving from that house into your third house, which means now will become a time over the next many years, it's going to be at least three years of now focusing on communications, networking, showing my intelligence and my adaptability in terms of my other design abilities. If I'm communicating in the visual way or writing ability or whatever way I'm Mm -hmm. pulling information in and pushing information out, you're going to find Mm -hmm. yourself very much engaged in this process over the next Mm -hmm. several years. And, And in fact, this is where the sun is in your chart. You're born with the sun in the third house. Mm-hmm. And so at the end of the day in your life, um, you'd be known as a communicator, whether in the arts or in, in word, with words in terms of prose or, 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 or whatever, what have you. Um, mm-hmm. and, and yet, of course, Saturn being the great teacher and tester, it's up there in your ninth house. Um, mm-hmm. And it's in Virgo and in that ninth house. And in Virgo, it says your test throughout your life was to be to be able to create for yourself a life and a lifestyle that made sense to you, that from inside out and from outside in, all the things I do in my life resonate and support one another in terms of work and play and rest and activity and all the different functions and divisions of our life should all hold together and support each other. You've been looking for peace your whole life. And the message of course, always in the search for peace is first off, you got to look within, <laughs> you know, you're yeah. not going to find it out there. You got to create your peace right. and then bring it out around you. And secondly, mm-hmm. you've been searching for truth because Saturn's in your ninth house. And so mm-hmm. you're on this discovery throughout your life of your relationship to science and religion and, and law and philosophy. Mm-hmm. And that journey right. should never <laughs> end. You want to keep pursuing that. And that can mm-hmm. be both these things that's pursuit of the right kind of ordering and lifestyle mm-hmm. and the right and the understanding of what is my truth, the truth I'm here should feed directly into your, your strengths and talents and abilities. Saturn rules your second house of resources and value and money and income. And so mm-hmm. understanding how to order one's life and how to follow the path of truth are the keys to your success in this lifetime. Mm, that okay. really hits home. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I yeah, mean, you're a Pisces, really you're a Pisces, and that's the most creative sign there is. And then keep mm-hmm. using your imagination to make things, not to escape from things, of course. <laughs> but yeah, but, uh, always the fish up and the fish down, for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's, we're pulled in opposite directions from immutable signs. But also, we see 
we see in that we need to choose these things and blend them together as best we can. Um, but mm-hmm. the question of Pisces is faith and having faith in oneself um, and overcoming fear by realizing you're the creator. You've made everything that's happened in your life so far good or ill. But that means today and tomorrow you're on a brand new canvas, literally. And what are you going right. to paint today? Keep that in mind. Right. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you're you. You're very welcome. Okay. I'll um, talk to you later. I, oh, okay, you got something else? Something else? I was going to ask about um, just if you see anything. I have like a, a health uh, thing that's going on. It's not, um, it's not fatal, but it is chronic. And Ooh. I'm trying not to have to get surgery. You know, I'm trying to like, heal naturally. Um, right. And so I don't know if there was anything in the chart about that. This I discovered this in um, December of um, 2016 um, and have been trying to, like, kind of um, balance my lifestyle so that um, I can heal on my own. Um, mm-hmm. But it's been just difficult. That's a difficult thing for me in general, balancing my lifestyle. So, um, oh, sure. I don't know. I um, wasn't sure if you saw anything with that. Well, um, there, 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 I can see a change coming in May, and that is that your moon will progress into your own sign of Pisces, which usually is a time where that question of faith and fear will come front and center even in a stronger way, and finding your faith and strengthening your faith will be critical to whatever you're mm-hmm. facing here. And you, of course, being a Pisces, that planet Neptune moving through your sign now for the first time since the 1840s and 50s, is, yeah. is getting closer and closer to your sun. It's, it's very close this year um, mm-hmm. and very close next year. And actually, um, happen, really in 2018, will pass over your sun, actually. So mm. um, you're coming into an amazing period with both your progressed moon in Pisces and the ruler of Pisces coming over your sun. Um, you will be able to draw on tremendous powers of of your vision, of your faith, of your dreaming ability to make things and make new things for yourself. But certainly mm-hmm. you need to look at things, things cascade down. So blocks on the spiritual plane often become mental disquiets leading to emotional upsets. And then a physical ill health is always karmic, exactly. but is the result of actions and reactions from our past. You've got mm-hmm. to deal with the physical when it happens on a physical level but we want to look back mm-hmm. and see where did this come from to really address the root cause. But still, um, I wish you the very best in that. And we can all often talk, we can talk maybe other, some other time if you want to get more specific sure. about it. Okay. Okay. I appreciate great. it. Thank you for the reason. That was great. You're welcome. You're welcome. Have a wonderful day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. Oh. Another very Patient listener, been on for a long time waiting, so I'm finally getting to you. Who do I have here? Uh, my name is Louise. Hi. Hi, Bill. Hi, Hi there. How you doing? <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> Good. I have a question. Um, is, this, is it true that it's 13 signs instead of 12? Uh, well, the division of the signs that you're referring to is in looking at what is called the sidereal signs, looking at the signs that we would associate with the constellations uh, that we project out on the universe around us, people have always argued about where these lines should fall and does there really this sign or that sign to be added or subtracted from this. Um, And in the Western astrology tradition and other 
parts of the world too. Um, astrologers don't really use that to do their work. We use what's called the tropical system of signs formed more by the Earth's orbit around the sun and moving through the different seasonal cycles. So this argument that there should be an addition or subtraction or merging of signs has been an ongoing thing literally for hundreds yes. of years, if not thousands of oh, years. Okay, for hundreds so, of years. Oh, I see. Oh, yeah. No, it's been <laughs> happening for a long time. Uh, it comes I back see. and forth. It comes, comes and goes. And so I myself don't pay it much attention um, for what I do, but I know it is something that people are curious about. People also get worried that they hear, oh, really, your sign is not your sign, that you're really a, you're not an Aquarius, you're a Capricorn or vice versa. And, and that's just because different astrologers use different systems to gain their insight. Again, if they're working consistently within their system, I believe they'll provide more or less some of the same advice and, and, and counsel to their clients. And so each person will find themselves drawn to a particular practical form of astrology that works for them. Um, but my, my approach is the Western approach. It's the, it's the tropical approach. And so I don't have anything to say about a, a sign being added or subtracted to the, the, to the astrology or the constellations as such. Okay. Okay. I, okay. Because I'm a Capricorn, and I often thought, if that's true, then that means I'm not a Capricorn. Because I read somewhere they put it between uh, the new um, zodiac sign, they put it between Scorpio and, and Sagittarius, and I thought, well, if that's the case, then I'm not a Capricorn. I'm a Sag. Right. Right. It should it should, it should bump things along. Right. So again, right. Uh -huh. I, I, I again, if you're more of have been following and are aware of. Um, you know, Western astrology and, and those and those things in terms of what works for you, I would stick with this and not worry about that noise over there. Don't don't okay. pay attention to that man behind the curtain uh, <laughs> because it's it's okay. not going to you you are what you are. And, and again, it, it, it's people when they get readings, whether they listen to me talking in a general way now or they come for a specific reading, any astrologer. When you hear what resonates with you, that you know this to be true, and, and often no one else knows this about you, but someone says something so profound, you go, <laughs> oh, my God, I'm, I'm, my, I'm hearing truth. The truth is within me, and there it is outside of me. And that's the beauty of astrology is that it's all about people say, how does this stuff work? And I go, well, really, there are many explanations <laughs> as to why this works. But I would say it's based upon the premise that we, we approach this world being in these separate bodies and things everything's separate and we have to forge or make connections between everything one to another, but actually everything already exists in a great relationship of one to another, all held together because we're all part of one great spirit. And what we're yeah. trying to figure out, is all that, and so that really we're already joined and we're already influencing one another. What happens down here, you're, you're your own little constellation, your own body, and then you have your family around you, and then your, your neighborhood, and then the, the a culture you're growing up in, and then the world you're in, and the next larger thing around you that affects you would be the solar system. That's your next family, so to speak. And so oh, these bodies okay. moving around are just helping us to understand these other energies that are at play in each one of us, but also in us all collectively. Um, and if we can read the signs more appropriately, we can find inspiration and guidance to help us deal with the day-to-day -day and the, the, the life issues that we're all trying to, to master as we pull ourselves into greater consciousness. Very well put. Very well put. Okay. If I gave you my birthday, could you tell me if you've seen the changes happening for me? Okay. Well, what's, what's your birthday? Uh, 1745. And the One, time is 6 1-7-1945? 
Uh, yes. Okay. And the time is 6.50 p.m. 6.50 p.m. And what city? Uh, that is in uh, Georgia, Cuthbert, Georgia. Could you spell it? C-U-T-H-B-E-R-T. C-U-T-H. B as in boy, E-R-T. E-R-T. And that's yes. in Georgia. Okay. Uh, yes. I got it. Okay. Okay. Good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So you are Capricorn, Scorpio moon, Leo rising, correct? Yes, that's right. Yes. Uh, okay. And you had a question about what in particular? These, the anything? changes happening. I'm thinking about starting a new chapter in my life. Okay. Like good work. Uh, something more exciting, what I knew I should have always been doing. Do you see that happening? Okay, let me, let me, there's, uh, there's two things I got to do here. One is run the numbers and then also just look at it as a dynamic wheel to just get a quick visual. Um, I got you. Okay, so, so just like that first caller, I think it was, um, you also right now have your progress moon, the inner measure of time, moving through your, your 12th house. And it's going to be there for another almost two years. And this means it just entered in there about five, six months ago. And so you're going through on the inner plane, Louise, a process of soul searching and looking deep within yourself for meaning and understanding and seeing the whole arc of your story and pulling all the pieces together. And it's a great time to talk with a mentor, to work with a teacher, to understand the whole, whole arc of your story of your life. But what is happening outwardly is that Saturn, at the end of this year, will move into your sixth house for the next two and a half, three years. And that's the mm-hmm. house of the order of my life, my lifestyle and work and living conditions. And it says it's time for them to be changed or improved. That mm-hmm. could mean for somebody changing their diet or changing the work they do or how they do their work. Or this is also a house known for training and including apprenticeship. So if we have certain skill sets, but now they become out of, out, of, out of balance, or we need to acquire certain skill sets to go into something we, we want to be doing, there's almost no better time for training or retraining than when Saturn moves to your sixth house, which is the next three years, starting at the end of this year. Um, okay. Because you do have your son in the sixth house, um, the path of service is one that is always there before you. Um, but more than that, um, it also means that there, it is likely in this lifetime that you might come in contact with a mentor or teacher that you follow or emulate and study with that then moves you um, to becoming yourself eventually that mentor and teacher to others later in your own life. Um, but the huge thing happening this year for you <laughs> is that, uh, remember that planet Pluto? I started the whole talk upon that. The planet Pluto is this great timekeeper taking 240 years to get around the solar system. Well, it's, it's yes, marching. Through Cap- I, and I thought, whoa. <laughs> it's, it's moving through Capricorn, of course, has been since 2008. Well, lucky you, uh, this year, Louise, Pluto is on your sun. Now, what does that mean? It's a once in a lifetime experience. And Pluto is the will and the power to control oneself and to turn energies back on oneself for transformation, for renewal and rebirth. And mm-hmm. so this is the time when you confront your power and where does power mm-hmm. truly come from and what, which powers do I wish to exercise in a healthful and meaningful way? I should be mm-hmm. up with that now and not drop my power or let go of my power, but own it and, and support it. But exactly. I also, I, I know that this is a time of, 
of transformation in my life that I'm, I'm, I'm sort of like being going through a period of metamorphosis of like, you're like, we would say with this as a metaphor, you're like the caterpillar, but you're going to become the butterfly um, is, is the process you are now engaged in. No, no, I'm sure you feel it. (laughs) I feel it. I feel, I feel it. Yes. If we didn't, if, if this wasn't your chart, you wouldn't be feeling this. We'd say, Oh, there's something. No, but this this has to (laughs) be happening. Um, So, I this definitely is do. I've been going over things, go way back and looking at me from within, and I thought, oh my god! And no, no, no. This, this, this is this is huge. Um, and again, it's powerful energy. So you you might feel at times a little overwhelmed by it, and you have to sort of remind yourself this doesn't happen that often in a person's life. You know, once or twice. That's it. And this direct oh. contact can only happen once in a life. So it's actually helpful. Because when it, it's an opposition or square, it can be a little more challenging. But this is Pluto there with your son. And I would tell most people with that, this is your time of empowerment, of stepping into your power. But that means honoring the source of it, meaning you, your power is given to us and it's a great test. And we have to be honor where it came from. So if I'm working for my family or working for my company or working for my country, I got to do right by that, not by what I may wish or want to do with it. Um, right. always keeping, always keeping your feet on the ground and staying humble is the key to the right exercise of power. Okay. I will. Yes. Stay okay. Ground. okay, Louise. Well, that was good. Thank you. Thank <laughs> You're you. welcome. Mm-hmm. All right. Talk to you later. Okay. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hello. Hello. Hi, Bill. Hello. I'm Diane. Hi, Diane. Hi. How are you? I am enjoying your show. You get so excited with everybody. You're making me excited. (laughs) My birthday, you love what you do. I feel your passion, and it makes me, I wanted to talk to you. So I'm April 30th, 1953, at 11.20 a.m. in Philly, Pennsylvania. Okay, also in Philly. Okay, 11.20 a.m. But I grew up in California, where I am. Oh, we are now. Okay, that's fine. April 30th, 53. Okay, let me, let me get that in here. Um, and, of course, I always love people born in 1953. Do you, uh, are you? I am, too. You? And I, I, say to, I say to everyone, it was a very good year for the planet. And people go, why? Why? What's, I say, it's the year that Stalin died, and the world got a little lighter that year. I mean, no, there was a lot of dark stuff. Every year there's always difficult things going on. But we got to look for something, you know, and uh, so it's a, <laughs> it's a very, very historic time for the planet. But anyways, let's get back to you. Um, so, so you have a question for me or general question or what's, what's up? You, you know what I'd like to ask? I um, sell real estate and I've been, I've been thinking about retiring, but I don't know. Do you see a streak of maybe this year I should stay in it? And and um, start producing more or well let, or, let's see um, again your okay. your progress moon that inner measure of time is about eight months away now from coming over the top of your chart which would augur for a time when you'll look back at these last fifteen or so years of your life and see all the steps you took to get to this position and your time of decision decision making of which path now to follow whether to continue on the path you're on because it looks good and true or veer off somewhere else because this looks more promising now that you can see it, or you might decide to end or begin a major new 
phase of life and social engagement in terms of the world, whether professionally or socially, all that's coming to you in eight months. So I would say it's in the fall that you're at the position you would need to be at to make that decision. Um, and right now you're getting ready for it. Right now you should be spending this time reexamining what is most true for me? What do I most believe in most strongly? Because I need to know that to know what's in my heart and motivates me and therefore guides my intentions. And then I'll be able to make the right decision starting in about, um, I can tell you exactly though, exactly. I don't m much care about, I look at things more in terms of periods of time, but the moon gets up there in October. And so beginning in October, you will be, it's like coming to, above the mountains, uh, above the clouds. And you go, oh, I get it now. I see the path I've been on. I see where I've oh, come yeah. from. And now I uh -huh. see the way ahead. And, and now I can begin to make my decision. I'm not saying it's all clear at once, but it's really a moment where you're going to have an epiphany. Um, and, and, and maybe that makes you pause and think some more. But at least you can see this story that you've been unfolding in and through. And now it requires your decision. So it's. It's not quite time to decide yet, I would argue, but you're getting really close. Um, and um, you oh, probably feel so a lot of pressure. Uh, what's that? I'm so excited to hear that. You have no okay. idea. <laughs> yeah. I, well, no, that's, that's number one. And then, but you're under a lot of mental pressures that you may be putting upon yourself or someone else may be weighing in here that you need to get a handle on. That's the planet Pluto last year and this year going over your Mercury, which means you could be really focused in using your mind in quite exceptional ways now, channeling it correctly, or you could be in battles of thought within yourself, trying to control your mind and not have it swing too far one way or the other, or with another. And you want to avoid those battles, of course. You want to maintain self-control <laughs> and not be controlled or controlling, um, but that's tricky sometimes. So um, I would certainly think that Mentally, you might be even subject to mental exhaustion or, or suffer something like that during this period. So you need to de-stress, um, uh, lighten your mind, take your mind. Don't let your mind get locked in and thinking about things like that song in your head. You can't get rid of it. It just keeps repeating. You need to work on keeping your mind lighter and freer so you can see the bigger picture. Okay. I love that. Yes, yes. I think you're so spot on. Thank you, Bill. Thanks, thanks, thanks. You're, really you're very welcome. Okay. Are, we're, we're, are we good then? We're good. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, Diane. Nice, really nice to meet you. <laughs> I've known you my whole life. Thanks, Bill. All Thank right. Stay in, stay in touch. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. Okay. Hi, I'm Bill. Trying to get to, hi there. Who's this? <laughs> My name is Eileen. I've been following your poetry for a long time. I love the way you write. <clears throat> Thank you planetary. so much. And I, I'm so excited about this new new project now, trying to reach people more directly. So um, I'm glad you tuned in. And your voice is so different than your writing, so that's an added bonus. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Well, I think when we when we think to ourselves, then we're when we write, and then when we speak, there's different parts of us that are engage and I, I definitely know when I'm writing I get pushed aside and someone else is writing <laughs> for sure and the, and the same thing happens when I'm speaking uh, when I'm doing yeah, readings for people the same kind of channeling feeling comes over me but it's a different kind of energy than that more contemplative one that I yep. find happens when I'm writing yeah so anyways I agree so okay do you have a my question birthday for me? is 
Okay. Yeah, my birthday, two, uh, uh-huh. 628.51. 28.51. And what time? 2.50 a.m. New York City. Okay. All right. And New York. And okay. I'm thank. The one thing about computers is that, boy, it made our work a lot easier as astrologers. <laughs> I, tell I you. agree. <laughs> so um, what, what question or questions do you have for me? What's on your mind? It has to do with my uh, – I'm doing, I've been full-time at what I've been doing for 50 years, and it's my passion, it's my love, all that cancer in the second house, right? So mm-hmm. my question is – Karmically, am I soon to meet my ma- my mate, my relationship that's going to um, be there to help me move through life the rest of my life? Um, I don't need a business partner, but I, I want love and I want someone who is free enough on their own that they can support my creative passions and my business and all that kind of stuff. You know, travel okay. the world with me and all that, all that good stuff. Okay. Um, well, in, in regard to general relationship conditions, there's so many things to come into play. Obviously, the certain sun sign, the moon sign, uh, the Venus and Mars, the, the sign in the seventh house. There's so many intersecting factors as we tease it out. Um, and, but you know that, that certainly in your chart, I would think if you know your chart, that um, though you are a cancer, that moon in the 12th house means that you are a very sensitive person and pick up quite readily on the needs and feelings of others. And that allows you to be responsive in meeting the needs of others, whether it be a client or a friend. But typically when the moon's in the 12th house, the individual is terrible about acknowledging their own needs. <laughs> and so, uh, because it's, it's, it mystifies you. I can see so well, you can see so well what the other is going through, what they need from you and you can render it to them. And then it perplexes you. Why can't they understand what I need and want and, or might need from them? It's because they don't see it. And so you have to, in, in, in engaging in any new or ongoing relationship, uh, give them more help or hints to, to get them up to speed with you in terms of what your real needs are. Otherwise, they're going to see you as self-reliant and self-sustaining and nurturing and not, not connect to you as you might wish to. Okay? Okay. I'll take that advice. Okay, that's, that's number one. Uh, and number two, Saturn right now by transit is moving through your eighth house. So this is certainly a time in your life when you would be wanting to form a deeper union in your life and forge deeper bonds and connections one to another. Um, but it, as it does so, it lines up in your, with your own Saturn and with your Mars. And part of the test in your chart was this test in terms of that male energy um, and that um, – if you may know what I often say with Saturn Mars people is they have a wounded man inside of them. Um, and that just doesn't mean male or female, but it, it means male, female energy, but it does mean that you might unbeknownst to yourself have a predisposition to attract a wounded individual, which would then I've set up boundaries. I've been down that road many times, but now okay. I'm programming the opposite. Okay, good, good. Cause good, the test was with Saturn in Virgo and in your fifth house, the test was, we're going to be cut off. The test is the test of love. And of course, the magic being there, just like Dorothy with her slippers, you come to realize that I have the love. The love is within yes. me. I'm not looking for it out there. Once I've secured it in here, then I'll attract it to me, of course. But as long as I was yes. looking for that sign out there, I was, I was going to be tripping over my shadow. Um, and so having done that work and healed oneself and the moon progressing to your fifth house says you can and should be doing that for the next several years still. 
you should be making great progress and opening up the pathways and patterns of love in your life to different ones. That's what you're able to do right now. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's going to cut me off. (laughs) I can't believe the hour is done. Uh, But I'm going to keep doing this uh, on a fairly regular basis, hopefully at least once a month. And I might do little mini ones where I just put out a topic and talk for a while and then open up to people. Um, I want to keep doing this. So I hope people enjoyed it. I certainly did. Um, And I thank you all for, for tuning in and listening. And I hope to speak to you or hear from you in the future. All right. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Okay, goodbye. Yeah, great meeting you. Okay, bye. (laughs) Okay, everyone. Well, thank you for tuning in. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. I'm sorry I didn't get to that second part, but there we go. My next show, I'll talk about the transits occurring in the world for one and all. And uh, have a wonderful day.